Speaking of the Word of God, let us open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We're in a topical series called Honoring God and More, and so we are honoring different aspects of God, who He is, who He is to us, who He is to the world, and other things that He has created. And so we're going to cover that today from Ephesians chapter 4. And reading our text today is the one and only Johnny Cash. Chapter 4. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying... Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Can I get an amen to the Word of God? So the context of our scriptures today is Jesus has given gifts to men. First, he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So we see there are seven ministries, the ministry of Jesus, the ministry of the apostle, the ministry of the prophet, the ministry of the evangelist, the ministry of the pastor, and the ministry of the teacher, and the ministry of the saints who are equipped for ministry by Jesus through what is commonly called the fivefold ministry. None of these ministries other than Jesus are capitalized. So we are all members of the body of Christ standing in equal ground as far as our worth is concerned, but unique in our calling. And so it's also these gifts are also given not only for the equipping of us for the work of ministry, but for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith. Who knows? We haven't quite yet arrived there yet. So those ministries are still in operation today to make us more apostolic, make us more prophetic, make us more evangelistic, make us more pastoral, and make us able to teach others the way of the Lord. Until we come to the unity of the faith, into a perfect person, perfect man, the body of Christ, singular, 
to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we're mature and we're not blown around by winds of doctrine. Who knows there's winds of doctrine that blow through the land. There's one blowing through the land right now to get us to try to live like we're Jews under the Old Testament law when that has already been dealt with by the early church. So there's books like Galatians in place and Acts in place and the teachings of Jesus in place to help us avoid those. And so don't get drawn away from the main thing. And as we mature, we're to learn to speak the truth in love and to grow up into all things into Christ. And so in view of that, we come to verse 17. This I say, therefore, because of what I've just said, and testify on the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. That is, the unbelieving pagans, heathens that are in the world. We're not supposed to live like them. So how do they live? They live tit for tat. You kill my dog, I'm going to run over your cat. They live vengeful lives, hateful lives, sinful lives, and we're to avoid walking like they walk. And so this is part of our maturing process. They live in the futility of their mind. Verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Not putting them down, it's just where they're at. We all were there. Because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So this is the world in which we live, and some call this kind of living good business. Well, you don't want to do business with that guy. And uh, just because a person has a fish sign on their business card doesn't necessarily mean they have fully matured. Verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. So he's not like the unbelieving world. Verse 22, that you may put off, can we say off? off. Concerning your former conduct, the old man, can we say the old guy? The old Which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on, can we say on? The new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away, can we say away? away. Lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Now, we're to speak the truth in love, okay? <laughs> we're to speak the truth in love. Some of us tell it like it is, no matter who it hurts. And there's a, there's a way to tell the truth in love. The world wants the love. Oh, yeah, they just don't want the truth. We need to want the truth, but we got to share it in love. My daddy used to say, you can take an ear of corn and hit a chicken in the head and kill it. Or you can take that same ear of corn and shell it and grind it and feed the chicken and make the chicken fat. Same corn, different application. So the application of the truth is important. Put on the new man which was created according to God. In truth and righteousness, therefore put in a way line, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. That's hard to do. James said the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So be careful with justifying your anger as righteous anger. Just be careful. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. 
Well, doesn't God get mad? Yes, but his anger is but for a moment. Otherwise, we would be consumed, correct? So harboring anger, if it's already dark, then don't let the sun rise on your wrath. But if it's the daytime, don't let it go down on your wrath. Phyllis Diller said, don't go to bed mad, stay up and fight. <laughs> don't let your anger go on for days. Why? It turns into bitterness, and eventually you'll spread that to others, and other people get defiled by that, according to Hebrews 13. Nor give place to the devil. Have you ever been so angry at night you can't sleep, and the thoughts coming through your head are not coming from the Lord? Those are... Those are Supernatural thoughts coming from somewhere other than your own imagination. Because your anger has opened a door. So don't give place to the devil. Deal with your anger. Well, they made me mad. Yeah, but don't let them control your life so that you're tormented by tormentors. All right, move on. Verse 28. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Happy Labor Day, folks. Working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So we work not just for our needs, but for the needs of others. Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that means to build up, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all, can we say all? all? Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. Can we say away? away? With all, there we go again, malice. And be kind to one another. We say one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you. So we are to forgive as we have been forgiven. What did it cost to purchase our forgiveness? The death of the Messiah. And what does it cost to forgive our neighbor, our brother, our sister? Those are the ones we have to forgive the most because they're the ones that can most painfully hurt us, right? What did it cost to forgive them? The death of Christ. Jesus loves the person we can't stand as much as he loves us. And he expects us to walk in love. This is part of the maturing process. Yes, but you don't know. Well, I don't see any exceptions here. Turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. The next book to your right is Philippians. Not very big. The next book is Colossians, chapter 3, verse 8. Putting the same theme in context here, Colossians 3, verse 8. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. There's that words put off again. All these. Here's the things we're to put off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcised nor uncircumcised barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free but Christ is all and in all 
His righteousness puts us all in the same camp. We've been redeemed, not because we're worthy, but because he's gracious. Therefore, verse 12, as the elect of God, because we've been chosen, holy and beloved, he loves us and he set us apart, put on, and we say the word on, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. So you may think that the chief commands in Christian living are the don'ts. They're not the chief. The chief are the do's. Somebody used to say, a good Christian doesn't smoke or drink or chew or run with those who do. Well, a fence post doesn't do that. A fence post's not a good Christian, right? Right? So the impact is made by our following Jesus and putting on these important things. But above all these things, verse 14, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Lord, we want to approach this subject today in the name of Jesus and give you thanks for your coming into our lives and making us your children. Lord, we want to bring you glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we would like to honor the new man, the new man in Christ. Who are you? Your, your new identity. Related to this is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Can we say new? Yeah. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let the old man go. Let the new man live. The new you. The new way of living that puts off the old way and puts on the new ways, following the example of Jesus. This is all made possible because of grace. We do this by putting off the old man. We just read this, verse 20 of Ephesians 4, you have not so learned Christ. He's not like the corrupt world in which we live. If indeed you have heard him, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. He gave great teachings, about 70 commands. If you devote your life to following that, it's going to be amazing. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Yes, but I have a right to be angry. Well, you keep going on that path. You won't mature. You become a petty person and made ineffective in your ministry and not be able to be equipped for ministry. 
And you think it's about time. I'm in leadership around here. I've done my time. I've done my thing. Meanwhile, the old man has got to go because he's holding you back. Old man, take a look at my life. <laughs> Colossians 3.9, we just read this. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So when we're tempted to do what comes natural to us, you know, I'm Irish and we fight. I'm German and we drink. I'm this and I'm that. Well, you were that. Now you're citizens of the kingdom. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. So you can take pride in your roots, all right, but not in the wickedness that's part of your roots. Let it go. Let it go. So we honor the new man by putting on the new man. Like you would close, accept this identity. Embrace it. You are new in Christ. The word says it, believe it. Verse 10 of Colossians 3 goes on to say, we just read, do not lie to one another since you put off the old man with his deeds. Verse 9 of Colossians 3, verse 10, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. So our reason for pride in our ethnicity has got to go. Pride has got to go. Christ is all that's important. Christ's likeness is where it is. Now, you may have a poor self-image, an identity that's been damaged. You, you may not know, know where your people come from. And you may feel like you're three steps behind the rest of us. Actually, you're ahead of us because you're a blank slate for the Lord to write his word on your heart. Because you don't have anything to erase except the depressing stuff, right? Be the new man he called you to be and let the old stuff, the old regrets, the old misfortunes, things that you don't want to talk about, and let it go and put on the new man. You may have a wonderful past. Paul had a wonderful past, but then he had a horrible past. And he considered it all as dung. And the Greek means much more than just that polite word. It's a bunch of... We honor the new man by putting on the new man. Verse 24 of Ephesians 4. Put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you could go to heaven and live forever. That's the shortcut a lot of people take in their theology. No. It's a newness to life. On this planet, till he returns or until you go to meet him. We're on the path to be made like Jesus. Let the old man go. Receive the new. That's the importance of reading the scriptures and seeing where it applies to your life. Read consecutively. Don't just hop around the Bible, but take a book and read through it and glean from it. Don't race through it. It's too much info. Overload. Your ram can't handle it. 
Read through it at a pace that you understand. And when something speaks to you, stop and pray and talk to other people about the thing you discovered. I remember when Mark and Joy Gomez were new believers and they came to one of our home groups then and Mark wanted to share. He said, man, I found this verse in my Bible. You will not believe what it says. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave, I mean, John 3.16 had come alive to him and everyone in the room, especially the older Christians to whom knew that by heart and it just kind of become something they knew by rote, it came alive. This book is alive. You'll read it and believe it. Put on the new man. We honor the new man by putting away old ways. The old man's dead. He's gone, but he left behind some ways, some shadows, some habits, some addictions, some uh, ruts. You know what a rut is? It's a grave with both ends kicked out. Get out of that thing. Ephesians 4.25, therefore, putting away lying. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Now, we live in a culture that's becoming more and more entitlement-based. The advertising world takes, has taken up on it. You deserve what I have to sell. You have a right to buy this. And so people are going into debt for things they deserved, trying to skip the school of hard knocks their forefathers walked through to get through. They are. They want to take a quantum leap and do things without working or even to the point of cheating or stealing and defended it. Well, I deserve this. That's just laziness. Read Proverbs it's all about helping widows, orphans, and disaster victims. But slackers, slothful people, and sluggards, don't give them a dime. If you don't work, Paul wrote in another place, you shouldn't eat. <laughs> Let him who stole steal no longer. You can steal by borrowing something and not giving it back. You know, if you borrow a car without permission and you're caught, that can be auto theft. The person turns you in. So borrowing things without permission is a form of theft. That's for somebody. Hooking up your water when it's been turned off is a form of theft. Well, I have a right to water. You know, I have a right to this. I have a right to that. The Word says we're to work with our hands in what is good, that we may have something to give the person that has need, the disaster victim, the widow, and the orphan. All right, moving right on. Putting away always, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. The way we talk is so important. Is it the old man talking? Well, I tell you what I think. Get ready. It sounds like the old eye. Let all bitterness, all wrath, all anger, all clamor, all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. The word all is implied through that whole verse. Deal with it. If you've thrown a whole people group into a basket of bitterness because one of them did you wrong, that is just not right. It could be you. You may be part of a people group that someone in that group did somebody wrong. It could be your race or your career. 
Maybe you're a lawyer. People are throwing you in the hateful box with them. I mean, I could go on. You know the point. Let's move on. We honor the new man by putting up with one another. Yeah? You're in a room full of new men who are learning how to deal with the old men who haven't quite made it yet. So the room for grace in our lives to extend to one another. I love the book of Genesis. That may be one of my favorite books in the Bible. Grace is all through that book. Probably the only really righteous person is Joseph in the book. The rest of them, man, they don't deserve God's mercy, yet God extended grace, grace, grace. When Jacob had his vision of the latter, where God audibly renewed promises to him, he was fleeing from his brother because he cheated him of his birthright. Fleeing for his life, and here God visits this guy who's been bad. <laughs> you know, you have a future guy. He reaped what he sowed, but God's grace was extended to him, and he overcame. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. There is always room to give one another the benefit of the doubt. Colossians 3.12, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. A fence post can't do this. This is the new man. Love people. Love one another. And if you have to confront one another, do it in love. We have blind spots. Who knows? We have blind spots. Specs. Make sure you've got the log out of yours so you can be successful at helping your brother or sister see the blind spot. So the, and when someone comes to you, do not diminish what they're approaching you with. Because it's, if it's big enough for them to have the nerve to come to you, take it seriously. If they say you heard them, you heard them. It's that simple. Well, I didn't mean to. Don't jump to that position. Listen, apologize, and then you can say, well, there wasn't any malice in my heart. I'm just sorry that that happened. Uh, thank you so much for coming to me. And be reconciled. This is what makes us healthy and mature as believers, putting up with one another. We honor the new man by putting love above all priorities. We just read this, verse 14 of Colossians 3. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond, the seal, the glue of perfection. I don't know if I can do all this. This is too many things. This is like 24 things I need to do and not do. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Let's, let's just reduce it to one word, love. Agape love. Even phileo love, friendship love. Giving people love when they're not worthy is what a loving person does. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let his peace be the umpire. Well, I'm not sure that this thing played out right. What does the peace of God say? Walk in peace with all men 
Another verse says, as much as depends upon you. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. There's always a reason to praise. I've got a reason to praise. Always a reason to be thankful. I know this has probably seemed like drinking out of a fire hose. But where are you at? Is the old man still hanging out, running your life? The old identity, the old pride, the old ways, the old prejudices, the old habits? Or is a new man gaining power because you're drawing strength from the Lord? Who's been forgiven? Are you thankful for it? You get to extend that to others. You may have been highly offended by somebody that still hasn't apologized and refuses to apologize. You can still forgive them and leave it, get out of God's way. You know, vengeance is mine. And if they suffer as a result of their life choices, don't gloat. Don't rejoice when your enemy suffers, lest the Lord take his hand of judgment off of him, Proverbs says. used to have a friend he shared here very extreme testimony. His name was Jack King. He's gone on to meet the Lord. His father's business partner had him killed. And he got away with it. And Jack grew up just full of bitterness and was destroying him. And a miraculous thing happened. One day he was able to go to him, confront him for what he knew he did and the proof he had and then forgive him. What do you do when you forgive? You release a person who's guilty that owes a debt. You release the debt. Release the debt. You don't have to go on vacation with a person, but release their indebtedness to you. And then it's between them and God. And you can go free. Can we say free? free? Let's pray as the praise team comes forward. Lord, we want to worship you some more and give you honor and glory for who you are. But Lord, we want to thank you for who you are in us and who we are in you. Thank you, Lord, that we are new creations. We are new creatures in you. Lord, I pray you would set us free from every hurt. Lord, may we forgive everybody, we pray in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to live as new men and new women in light of your glorious grace. Everybody said, Blessing Amen. and honor and glory and power forever, forever. Oh, blessing and honor and glory and power
is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. The new man pursues the Spirit. Lord, we surrender our triggers to you. We surrender the right to, to respond inappropriately when we are triggered. Lord, we surrender it all. May we live lives that are led by what you would do. So Holy Spirit, empower.